What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Inspiring Podcast Show. This is your girl, Erica Avila. This is your girl, Janine Latrice. And this is your boy, Pico Black. And my name is Victor Silas. On today's show, we have the pleasure of having the Miss Diaspora Nigeria USA 2023 Queen. Hey, Adelpha, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you guys so much. How is everyone? We're good. We want to know how you're doing. Because, I mean, <laughs> hey, crazy. that competition didn't look easy at all. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, so my name is Adelpha Brittany Iquile, um, Nigerian-American, first American, first generation born. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Long Island, New York, you know, with a normal suburban ho- household, two working parents, immigrants, and then being the youngest out of three. So my journey pretty much was like normal, you know, like I had a great childhood. I had my community with my church and then getting to middle school is when like I started to realize, you know, the life world is not so easy. I started getting bullied and, you know, you know, that was a very huge effect on my mental health. I mm-hmm. was very insecure. I was such a people pleaser. Um, you know, I went through a lot of difficulties, you know, that like, you know, made me like things, memories I can never forget that, mm-hmm. you know, makes me the woman I am today. Yeah. What were some um, of those incidents that happened to you? You said you were bullied in middle school. So what, what things kind of occurred so that people can learn your experience? The bullying was so crazy. I was a sixth grader. You know, I was, you know, it was like the first time we're all coming together from our separate elementary schools. So that was a a big deal because it was like only us. Like it was only like the sixth grade. It was no seventh grade, eighth grade. It was just us, right? So you had your teens and whatnot. And I was very friendly. I had a ton of friends. I remember having a lot of friends in the beginning of the school year and then all of a sudden this like one girl who like was one of the closest friends I had turned in the entire team like all the girls against me wow. you know like I remember like going to the gym the gym like when we had we had to you know change in the locker room I remember like the girls taking my clothes and like hiding it so I didn't have my clothes changed back you know I remember going into lunchroom you know, joining the table, sitting with the table everywhere with every girl like there and all of them just getting up like and leaving the table, you know. Um, I remember, you know, crying every day to my parents, like begging my mom, I don't want to go to school. I feel extremely sick just so I cannot, you know, go to school. I was I was very, very like, you know, anxious and you know, it was a miserable time. I just wanted the year to end. Sorry to hear that. And thank you for being so transparent. Um I think a lot of times when people see somebody and and they get to appearing to be or growing into a confident woman, they take those things, um, they they overlook the fact that maybe you probably had a point in your life where you weren't as confident. And the thing is with that, it was like, it's not like I wasn't confident in myself. It was just the people around me. Because like being that the fact I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and I was like probably the only black young Nigerian girl in like all my classes I was mainly an honors as well and especially having my name being different that was a huge factor being bullied for my name like you know having the teachers like butcher the name all the time and you know just being like African booty scratching 
clicking and clacking. Like, I remember that. And, like, I'm just, like, honestly, like, I would do anything to, like, change who I was, you know? Because not realizing it's not like, it's not like I didn't, like, love who I was or where I came from. It was just, you know, so much of the hate and negativity I was facing as a young Nigerian girl. How would you say you overcame the bullying during oh, that time? Oh, the bullying. You know, for me personally, like, they got to a point where I was being bullied so much that, you know, like, it was that was the first time like social media started becoming a thing like we were the first ones to experience i remember having aim and aim profile and you know one of the girls who like got all the girls against me she went on aim and she was messaging me such mean things just bullying me back and forth i'm like you know what i do have she's like you don't have any friends no one likes you you should just die saying wow. all these oh my goodness. terrible things yeah saying all these terrible things to me and i was like it's towards the end of the school year like you know, the guidance counselor is like, you just got to push through, like, you're almost done, like, you know, the school year's almost over, and I was like, you know what, like, I'm taking my power back, so what I did, I, in our old school computers, I printed out every single thing she said to me, and I turned it into the principal, I sat there and be like, this entire year has been miserable for me, and my mom was there, and I was like, this is what happened, and her parents came in, she got, she came in, and she got detention for the rest of the year until wow. like it was summer break. So I was like, that's really how I took my power back. I was like, I don't have to be that shy, timid girl. You know, I don't have to put myself in a place where, you know, I have to just hide myself. I have to stand up. I have to speak up. So that's like why I'm such a firm believer and, you know, always sticking up for other people that you see getting bullied. Because I would not want any other young girl like me, especially young Nigerian girls, to go through that because I know what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, That's that's so fearless, right? Because she was trying to intimidate you so bad. She had that the whole she, school, the whole class. Yes, like, and you stood up not class. just to her, mm -hmm. and, and you faced the straight-up bully, the leader of the pack, you know, you smacked her with um, with justice in That's a sense. That's usually all it yeah. takes, though. It takes you to, to approach the leader and, and knock them down first and everybody else follows. So And kudos to the school. Yeah. Because a lot of times you, we hear about bullying and we hear about schools or wherever the place is set. You know, them not setting the tone or making an example out of whoever is creating all this mm -hmm. but they did their part and so i'm glad it was it was just amazing like you know things to just actually like come from it for me taking action and seeing the result after be being a miserable the entire year the biggest bully on the team later down the line you know we heard out we heard about her um when we were in university a couple years ago that she ended up taking her life and wow. that just you know yeah it reminded me that like you never know what someone's going through because yeah. we were good friends and I like we, I couldn't imagine us being friends throughout high school and all that but like I remember her just becoming like this quiet girl and like you know she changed so like hearing that it was like very shocking because like this is the same person who you know made led me to like you know like mental health issues and depression so it's just, you never know what someone's going through. You know, unfortunately, I know she took her own life, but by realizing that someone who, like, hurt people hurt people, right? So I, I feel right. like everything that she was going through, usually someone else's insecurities, they reflect them on you. Mm -hmm. And it sounds mm -hmm. like that's what she was trying to do. You became her target. 
But then in the end, she didn't win because you actually faced her. And does that inspire you in a sense to help people who you see, not just someone who's being bullied, but even more so the bully? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Because, you know, seeing that, like going through all those like tribulations, I've always been the type of like, no matter where I go. I want to inspire people. I want to help people. I want to bring people together. And that goes into like my everyday life, you know, that goes into, you know, when I was a cheerleader in high school, being a leader and captain was that. It goes into, you know, me helping in, you know, I work as a real estate banker, helping people obtain home ownership, regardless of where they come from, knowing, empowering them, knowing that they can own. That goes into me, you know, being on the diversity, equity, inclusion board to protect their breath, the breast cancer prevention mm-hmm. club and organizations throughout high school and um, colleges, you know, just like, you know, like leading, like giving people information about how to prevent breast cancer later in their life, you know? So I've always been the type to be like, any way I can bring people together, any way I can impact them and give happy, you know, loving, energetic, like energy towards them, I will because I remember being alone and I don't think anyone should. That's awesome. And what, what led you into pageantry? You know, this was a huge title. Like I've seen tons of pageants, but this was, this was not an easy competition. Like what brought you here in, in the confidence and it it was out of state for one. So that in itself has got to be harder. So like realistically, like I heard about the pageant because I saw it on a Nigerian community page, actually. Um, Nigerian nation. So, you know, I saw that I was like a Nigerian and American born beauty pageant. <laughs> I, this is sounds like me, you know, <laughs> personally, like I always love like fashion. I always love dressing up, taking photos of my friends, you know, and I always love like, you know, just like doing things that are so out of the box. Like I was a cheerleader growing up in high school and university. So I was like, this is perfect. Cause like, I'm always smiling anyway. So why not? <laughs> you know, so like, um, they had like their, like, you know, their first live, just like asking for people to like, you know, ask questions and whatnot. And I, I believe it was Dr. Saige and, um, any, and another woman, I, if I don't remember who was on it specifically. So I was just there on live, like it was probably like 10 people. And I was just asking them a bunch of questions. Like, so where is this taking place? <laughs> what do I need to do? Like, you know, and I was just like, it was just me. Like, I'm pretty sure you can probably find the real on the original Instagram page. But like, (laughs) I was like, I was so intrigued because I was like, this is the perfect thing. Because like, I think we need something here for like, you know, Nigerian girls. And like, I don't feel like we have that source of community. So I thought this was the perfect platform. So yeah, like getting into it, it was just, it was what I needed to do. It just, I think everything just came into alignment, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, you, you talked about your story and now becoming and for you overcoming so where you were before and you know and now becoming of course the first uh miss diaspora nigerian usa i would say congratulations again i know i've said that over and over but i'll keep (laughs) i'll I'll keep saying that keep it coming (laughs) (laughs) so what does this mean to you um of course one being the first um first of its kind being the first queen and you know on this platform what does this mean to you and how will you relate this to your joining? You know what? What it means to me is that, like, you can pivot in life at any moment. You write your story. No matter what you go through, 
no matter what people tell you, no matter what kind of hurt things or, you know, lows you have in life, you can rewrite your story. Because me coming into this pageant, I was like, this is for me. I'm going to win, you know? And regardless of the, all my insecurities of being the people pleaser, being insecure, thinking people are talking about me, I just channeled in and I was like, you are who you're supposed to be. Everything you experienced led you up to this moment. So, like, I want, like, little girls to realize that you can rewrite your story. If I want little Nigerian girls to look up to me, look at this pageantry and be like, wow, we have this community. Mm-hmm. We can be whoever we want. You don't have, you're not the only one who grew up in that white suburban neighborhood, you know? So I want them to know that no matter what in life, you will always get through it. Was it a point that you just, you know, kind of, like, give yourself a little you know, maybe self-doubt or just feel intimidated at some point? So, you know, all the women there were so beautiful. All the ladies were gorgeous, right? But, like, I think because I was so over-prepared and I was, my mental, my mentality was, like, so here. There was no doubt in the beginning during boot camp because I was, like, you know, I had, like, I got a pageant coach. My pageant coach was actually Miss Long Island 2021. Shout out to Miss Jasmine Williams. But, you know, Throughout the boot camp, I was just, you know, making sure I'm giving and spreading love, focusing on what I need to do, being a team player and all that. So, like, I didn't really have doubt, but I think when I had doubt, it was the night of um, the competition, actually, because that weekend was so exhausting. We, like, didn't have any moments to ourselves, and I felt like I was going to, I had a breaking point, like, right before my talent. So like I was, I called my pageant coach and I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can finish this competition. I don't think, you know, I got this anymore. And I was doubting myself severely because I was like, I was so exhausted. I was so tired. And like, I, I didn't think I can do it. What? You got this. How yeah, long did you have your pageant coach for? Because that's not someone that, was this your first pageantry? That's not someone, something oh, yeah. that someone like for the first time coming in would automatically think I should get a coach. She did our research. Which I think is so awesome <laughs> that you were that prepared because that probably helped you when you, you mean you won a whole pageantry, <laughs> right, you know? Right. So I see you did your homework, which I think is pretty cool. And what other oh, really? what other things yeah. did you do to prepare yourself to take the title? When I got my pageant coach, it was actually like a luck, luck of God. Like it came, I literally, I tell her this all the time. She's literally an angel sent from above because the way she found me, because I was spamming all my family. Was like, repost my fire, repost this. <laughs> so my older brother happened to be friends with her. And she messaged my older brother on Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, when is this show? I would love to watch. I did pageantry. And that message got delivered to me. So I was like, who is this woman? So we started chatting. You know, I reached out to her on Instagram. And all of a sudden, she was like, yeah, I'll be interested in, like, in helping you, like, get our FaceTime calls. We would go to the studios and whatnot. So I was like, gift from God, because I was just doing this on my own. What I was doing to prepare on my own, I was just going to the gym, training, watching YouTube videos, listening to pageantry podcasts, you know. So, like, that's what I was doing. But her was just the icing on the cake. I was really, I'm really blessed to have her because I don't think I could have done it without. Yeah, that's a big lesson there because, um, you know, because a lot of people just always, you know, when they see stuff, they just jump into it. You know, a lot of people don't take time to prepare for something. 
you know, people just like, okay. I'm, it looks fun. You know, yeah, it looks fun. Let's go <laughs> yeah. have some fun. They wing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then when you don't win, you start complaining. Mm. How mm-hmm. do you think that God will reward? What do you have? Is it faith without work is dead? Yes. So you, you know, she didn't just believe. She was very strategic. Yes. In she's plan, she, you know, hire pageant coach and, you know, and preparations. Yeah. So now that you become the queen, so we're on becoming now. Um, how do you intend to use the platform? One of my biggest projects has to do with a personal story with me, actually. So, you know, like I started embracing my name. I started embracing my culture, especially when I was little, when I went to Nigeria. So one of the trips I took to Nigeria, I was just eight years old with my mother. We took a trip to Nigeria, like during Christmas period. And it was such a, you know, fun, amazing spending time with my family, all the, you know, traditional dishes and whatnot. And then, you know, coming back to America, I ended up getting really extremely sick with malaria. Hmm. So I was already in the state and I was infected with malaria. The malaria entered my brain. Hmm. And I remember being so sick to the point, like I was like hallucinating. I was feverish. I was so weak, just a little girl. And I specifically remember my parents speaking to each other, like my dad yelling, like, this girl is going to die. Like, there's nothing we can do. Like, this girl is going to die. And I even I even believed I was going to die. Because it was to the point where, you know, this was years ago. I was eight years old. We went to the doctor's office. American doctors did not know how to treat malaria. They didn't know how to treat malaria. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. they weren't, like, they didn't have the right medication. So whatever they were giving me wasn't helping. But, you know, what actually saved my life, I was lucky enough to have an uncle who was Nigerian who trained right. in Nigeria with medicine, right? And he was able to find the right medication to save my life. So if it wasn't for him and it wasn't for the faith of God, like I wouldn't be here today. So just that personal story that what happened with me and what we went through as a family made me think of like, wow, the kids in Nigeria, you know, with sick who are sick with infectious diseases, their parents not might not know the right people, or they might not have access to healthcare. Sick with malaria and other diseases, they need access to healthcare. They need someone to advocate for them, and I think it's really important because some people don't have the resources. So that brings me to say, like, I am like very passionate about children's healthcare, especially in Nigeria, and. What I want to do with this platform is, you know, work with different hospitals, bringing fi- funding for them and like, you know, just visit sick children and see what we can do to make a smile, on their, put a smile on their face and make a small difference, if anything. That's huge. Yes. That is really awesome. Yeah. Now that you, you know, you, you're, you're queen now. Congratulations again. <laughs> I was there. Right. I saw it. That was, a, that was a beautiful thing. <laughs> And you know that by by being a queen that comes like, you know, role models, you know, you have like, you know, young sisters looking at you now. What would be your advice as a role model for a young sister that would want to know fulfill fulfill that shoe that you felt that that you're feeling now not, not just any I mean, pageant just, no, queen. not just any pageant queen. just something like <laughs> the, in, in the general miss just diaspora like, nigeria Bora, usa yeah. pageant queen it's, it's my security right here right? <laughs> you know yeah you know, my little, my advice, I think this is just a small take. If you want to be, you know, the next queen, Miss Diaspora, Nigeria, USA, 2040, who knows? I pray this pageant goes on for years. 
you know, what you got to do is like, you know, you got to believe in yourself. I know it's very cliche, but you actually have to believe in yourself. You have to ignore the noise. You have to put in the work because yes, I have the mentality of saying, you know, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to achieve it. I'm a winner. Well, I was putting in the work. You know, I made sure I got like the outfits prepared. I made sure I rehearsed my talent. I made sure I was trained. I made sure I did my research, you know? So it takes, you know, hard work and belief and you can achieve anything. I almost feel like we're still um, interviewing her. (laughs) 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 But it it don't take that. We're not interviewing you at all. We just love, we want to keep, obviously you were still trying to build a whole community around this. In itself. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. are, like Pico said, you're the role model. You are the brand ambassador. You're the mm-hmm. queen. You're everything right now. And so yeah. how are you going to continue to promote the culture, you know, right now with Nigerian Americans? Yeah. So, you know, I think the biggest, you know, strongest, most impactful way is through social media. So, you know, as much as we can do to, you know, as I can be a positive representative to, you know, young girls, Nigerian girls, I will. As well as getting out there and doing as many events as possible, you know, like next, this weekend coming up, I actually have an Edo Conf, um convention. So because I was representing Edo State during Miss Diaspora Nigeria. So I'm really excited for that because I'll be speaking to the youth on the panel about cultural identity and mental health. So like that just fits me perfectly. So, you know, just like pushing out on social media and like trying to see if we can create more communities. You know, I have a lot of plans this year and, um, you know, just trying to have that force of like connecting with the girls, you know, getting people involved as much as possible through my church, through anything I could, mm-hmm. using all the resources and being resourceful as well. So now that we got through all the politics of the pageantry, let's talk about <laughs> some of the fun stuff that you did. What was involved? Like. What, what was the highlight for you outside of winning, of course? Outside of winning, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? It was just it was just lovely to, like, you know, just be, like, with all the girls. Because, like, I feel like, you know, I had a community, you know, of, like, Nigerian girls like, from, through my church. But, like, seeing, like, that many in one space it was just, like, a loving part. I love the boot camp. I love how we went out together, you know, all the the. The, the huge dance we did all together that personally but some of the fun parts for me during the show was definitely my talent mm-hmm. and like because that was like the most powerful thing for me because that was like right before I thought I was gonna have a breaking point but like my talent pretty much was you know um spoken word and I sang a little bit and it was about my name Adefo. Adefo was such a powerful name and like it goes back to my story and like where I started I talked about you know how I was bullied, remembering, you know, the teacher butchering my name and hearing the laughter travel through the classroom, you know, questioning why did all the other kids, like, like, exclude me from playtime all at the same time, you know, and then me transforming into this girl, you know, remembering my name, what it means, you know, it means that when your parents look at you, that they see the sacrifice where they've been through, that's actually a line, but like, mainly, like, the day means the day will never end, the day's not over, so, that pretty much says that life goes on. So it was very like special for me to share that with everyone, you know, because I was that little girl who was shy and timid, but now I'm like this person who's bold and is ready to take on the world. So just sharing that poem was so important to me because I wrote it from my heart and I sang part of it from my heart as well. 
Were there things um, that you learned about your culture going through this um, from some of the other girls or, you know, from some of the other states and their background? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, some of the things I did learn is that, like, I mean, like, I like to say I am a melting pot of Nigeria because although you can't, you claim where your father's from, which is Edo state, which I represent, but my mom's also, like, Delta Igbo, and she's also Yoruba, so it was, like, I was quite familiar with, like, the different cultures that were coming on, you know, but, like, I would definitely say, like, seeing, like, their different, like, because I was backstage, of course, but, like, watching online, seeing their different, like, introductions for the traditionals was beautiful seeing their dances and whatnot and I think like all of them stood out separately in their own unique ways you know so like I think like realistically like I'm very familiarized you know overall with like our cultures but seeing it in person seeing it like you know live like it that was such a beautiful thing thank you all right. Okay. Adelfo, I want to thank you so much for gracing us with your beauty today on the Intimate Room podcast show. It's always lovely seeing you. I look forward to seeing a lot more of you. And I would love for you to share with future contestants um, how they can apply for 2024. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I really appreciate it. This was lovely sharing. I really hope the viewers can get something from this. Um, so we're looking for our next queen. All you have to do is go to the website, Miss Diaspora Nigeria, USA.com, and click the registration link um, tab, registration 2024, and just sign up there. I know there's someone else there. I'm looking forward to seeing the next queen, and I can't wait to see all your beautiful talents and showcases. Um, and then you can also follow us on social media at Miss Diaspora underscore Nigeria USA. And then me personally on Instagram, it's Brit at Brittany E dot A. So that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y E dot A on Instagram. And yeah, continue to follow our, our journey. And we are so excited to see you guys all next year. All right, guys. Till next time. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. This is your boy, Pico the City Brown. This was Erica Avila. This is your girl, Janine Matrice. And I'm Big Sanders. <laughs>